You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Isn't it nice to be home? Isn't it nice to be home with my lover and my friend? Okay, you can go oh, easy, easy now. Oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, my, my good friend Noel. Uh, how are you? I've missed you greatly. And um, just 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 feels good to be back in your embrace. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you needed a hug this I, evening. You're a bit jet lag. Oh, I'm in bits. Yeah. I've been texting Phil O'Connor every night at 5 a.m. and he's always awake. Like he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here too. Like, he oh, I was high. I'm pretty bad for the late nights as well. But uh, no, I feel I, I did go to Amsterdam immediately after getting back from Las Vegas, which didn't help. Like with the jet lag situation. Did you go straight away? Well, I was home for about eight hours, and then I went. Jesus, you're a brave man, braver man than me. I wouldn't be doing that stuff now. Oh, it was a great time. It was. It's one of the best cities we've been to. Me and Lane have to say, but um, yeah, still was waking up over there at three a.m. to seven, and then basically going to sleep again, and then waking up because we had things to do or whatever. But yeah, I'm in a bad way, but I'm still alive, just about. Um, yeah, you how, look like you had a good time. Yeah, it was decent. Um, Lots of, like, you know, it's it's weird being, like, it's great being with a full team at MMA fighting at these events, but I'm constantly running around going, am I doing enough? Because you're usually off, worked off yeah, your feet, yeah. you know, when you're by yourself. And I'm like, can I do something? Like, yeah, relax. Yeah, chill when you're out. by yourself, it's like a constant. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's always... You, you something don't, to be done. You, yeah, you don't have a second. Like, you're waking up every morning, like, with five things to do. Yeah. You know time. what I mean? Like, it's 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 a different buzz altogether. But it was a good event. I felt we covered it very well. Yeah, great job all week. Well done. Yeah. Great stuff. We, yeah, we, we had a good old week. But, um, and look, it was um, it was a home run for McGregor, really. Like, I mean, in terms of his return. We'll talk about uh, a bit about that in a few minutes. I just want to run through the headlines. Because the, the Eurobash listeners have not got your thoughts, really, on this. I know you've done lots of radio shows and stuff. But uh, I'm sure they want to hear, hear from the man himself. But, uh... Let's take a look at these headlines first. Joy Herbert signs for the UFC. He will replace Stevie Ray and fight a fellow former Bama champion in Mark Diakese on March 21st. That is a really good fucking fight, isn't it? Oh my God. Love it, man. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's actually better than the Stevie Ray fight. And we were having a little chat off air there and I know I'll get you through the headlines in a minute. But in terms of like a stand-up bang, you know, stand-up bang fight, uh, yeah. obviously Mark's... Really good wrestling, fantastic, really good fight. Probably better than, than the other fight. In I'm terms really of excited for match. It. I'm losing my shit about it. To be honest, Cyril Gan v Shamil Abdurakhimov will go down at UFC 249 in Brooklyn. The same card that we hope Habib will face Tony Ferguson on. Jack Shaw will take on Geraldo De Freitas at uh, UFC London as well. Interesting one. This nothing confirmed here, but I love it. Jojo Calderwood offers to welcome uh, Alexa Grasso to 125. That might be Brilliant a very nice fight. fight. I think it's a really good fight. Uh, Ryan Baird RV Nemkov is going down on May 9th, 205. Title Ryan will be 
uh, getting back down to the low heavyweight limits for that one. Um, Paul Redmond v. Georgie Carcanyan. And um, this was broke by Severa May earlier this week when it was discovered that Redmond's initial opponent. Initial opponent, who was it? Um, Ryan Scope. Ryan Scope was a. Uh, was forced from the card I think it was an injured hand Andy Stevenson was telling me uh, Cage Warriors um, they have booked Paul Hughes v Antonio Sheldon for uh, Cage Warriors yeah. Manchester good to see Paul being booked again he obviously had fought for Cage Warriors but he fought for different promotions afterwards but another great talent there for Irish cards here we have that Belfast card coming up on May I believe yeah. 4-0 prospect you know him Reese, Joe Ian, Gary, you know, there's lots of lots of guys here. That's really, really good. All of the Irish will make for really interesting fights when the, when the cards do come here. So that's some really good business there by Cage Warriors. Um, of course, that, that fight's taking place in March, so Paul could still get a turnaround and fight in yeah, Belfast. I'm yeah, sure that's point. what they're hoping for. Um, and finally, I just noticed this today on In The Cage.pl. Gamrot finally voicing interest in facing Saladin Parnas. That is the fight to make if you're KSW. Holy shit. I love that. I love it. I think that's the last thing Saladin Parnas will have to do. Beat another undefeated guy just to prove like yeah, I'm yeah, in a different yeah. world. He's class. And right now, I'm, I'm picking Saladin. I mean, there's a reason why mm. Gamrot sat out for so long. I mean, he, he knew this kid was there with the interim title. I mean, if it was a piece of piss, why wouldn't you go in and take the the, the one of the most talked about prospects in Europe's you know all his momentum and put the first oh and put the first uh, loss in his record. Yeah, I agree. I agree definitely. Right. Um. So let's just do a quick um cast our minds back to UFC two four six here with Noel McGrath, the mind McGrath. Um. I mean, it was pretty much a home run from Connor, right? Yeah, couldn't have gone any better. I think you know all week. Um, we looked at what he did in the press conferences. The really nice guy, um, you know, really sort of um, maybe a little bit like the old Conor McGregor, a little bit, you know, the, the vibrancy. Um, talked himself up, obviously, said he was very confident. Um, it was just, just a home run, obviously. He went in there and disposed the cowboy in 40 seconds. Like, what more can you say? What more can you do when you're, obviously, your your name and reputation is sort of damaged all over the world, and especially back here, and go out and put on such a performance in a respectful manner as well. I think what he said after the fight as well yeah. to Cowboy and his grandmother and, and, and things like that. It's a home run. You know, you go out and you destroy Cowboy. And what was it? Was it bang on 40 seconds? I think it was 40 seconds, yeah. What more it was, like, I mean, yeah, and I think I agree with the way he carried himself before and after. I mean, it was a, such a big contrast to what we saw at 229. You were obviously there yeah. in that fight. Um, and and some people were like, "Oh, I wish he, I wish there was a bit more controversy and something." Like that. I was like, "I'm, I'm happy with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm very content with this." And um, but I do feel as though if they make that Habib fight, there's so much bad blood there that it can only go under. Yeah, it can, it can, and it is going to happen. Oh yeah, you know, eventually it, 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 we're going to inevitable, see it. inevitable. Uh, by the end of the year. Um, I think a lot of people are sort of, which you know, put a tweet out in the week. Like a lot of people were even Dana White. You know, oh, the rematch is going to like Tony Ferguson is is fighting Habib. <laughs> Let's hope, right? But like. People are just looking, overlooking Tony Ferguson, big time, man. It's crazy. It's mental. I, I don't understand it. But um, if you're looking at McGregor again, as you're saying there, and, and we're, we're going to talk about, you know, what his what his demeanor was like and his behavior, he'll get away with it doing a little bit more now. He, he'll piece it back together. He'll get a little bit more angry in, in the next fight. It's not as much at certain times, at certain mm. points, uh, and he's not going to be as respectful to Cowboys as everyone else. Mm. I, I think, like, look, there definitely wasn't the Irish people over there that there were before, not even near it, but. I do believe it's a good foundation he's built there. Like, I Definitely, mean, to win people I'm not, back. I'm not messing, man. Like, I have friends that were like, I hope Cerrone kills him, blah, blah, blah. And the day after, they were like, 
oh look he's won me back over like you know they were being honest yeah, like look did you feel that as well yeah like i said it to brad i said uh when we we're sitting to brad on sunday on on, uh, on youtube um to brad wharton cage where his commentator we a little chat about the fights and um, I he said wrote to, a great article as well in the lead up to the fight, Brad. Was it? Was it? It might have been afterwards. Yeah, it was like, MMA no. Oddsbreaker. I think. He, yeah, yeah. He, he put it really out with. Nice and um, it was just interesting that my phone was hopping the next morning and people yeah. going like, "Oh, watching the fight, is he back?" And like, you're just going, "What the fuck?" These are guys like, yeah, that you know were. Giving but we, out we said this would happen if yeah, if he could put his best foot forward and he could win. And we knew, look, look, me and you were pretty convinced he was. Yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, big time. Um, and and we knew if that could happen, it would. Uh, provoke interest again uh, and very good to see Connor speaking directly to the Irish people you know to RTE yeah I was saying, just going to say that you know RTE. they hold, hold me accountable for what like you know for what I've done he recognises that he, he had a drop off before that fight yeah. and, and you know I'm sure he knows himself that he can just keep building from here and hopefully get back to somewhere yeah. close to where he yeah, was yeah and I've was. never seen him you know I think it was it, it was evident in the things that we were saying in the build up to the fight as well that the amount of media he did in fight week he spoke with fucking everyone nearly yeah. and I think that sort of shows you what we were saying is true in terms of you know, he wants to put that good image back out there and, and do things like that. Well, he's and he, so good at it. But he has to do it more, you know, that's going to set a precedent for him. And, you know, he has to understand that we're here, we're not going away, and he's going to have to deal with the media, deal with it probably in the same volume on fight week from, from here on out if he wants to really yeah. sort of go back into the people's minds and have them thinking about him. Yeah, well, at least, it, like, he's answered some of the questions. Did he look good? He looked great, you know. Um, but I, I feel like anywhere we go, um, it's going to be a big jump. You know, I feel like maybe the best step is Nate Diaz, but I think... I totally disagree. But, like, I mean, for him, in his term... I no, think I think... Yeah, and the way he's looking at the moment, like, the Diaz fight's always there. Mm. I think you need new challenges now, the way he's going, if he's talking about this season. Like, the Diaz fight, he could lose that fight. I think he... You know, Brad made a point as, as well last week, and I spoke to you off here about the, the Paul Felder sort of back and forth, which was very odd to me. I'm thinking maybe Connor's thinking that he's going to have to have one more two of these fights. He wants one more two of these fights in terms of guys in the top four or five. Nate's the only name he blatantly said, though, at the press conference. He was like, come on, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, come on. That was very funny, yeah. actually. I enjoyed that. But I'm just not sure. I'm not, I don't know if I'm buying that because that's going to take a long time to make, to put together. And if Connor wants to stay active, stay in there, like he said to us, like he's he's promised a lot yeah. of people that he's going to do this season, he's going to need to take another fight in the next two to three months. Habib and Tony aren't fighting until, um, what are we looking at, did we say? April. April. But he, he believes that he will be fighting that night. He believes one of them is going to drop out and he's going to be stepping in. That's clear. I mean, he's said it so many times. Yeah, listen... <laughs> No, like it, it, this fight's happening this time. I don't care. I'm going to make them. If they're both injured, I'm going to make them get in the ring. Uh, I would, but right? th- this is why I'm like, if I'm him, I'm his coaches. I like the night fight. I think it's the most winnable fight there out of, out of um, you know, Habib, uh, uh, Tony, um, Jorge, Usman. <laughs> you know, I, I believe that the most winning winnable fight there for him is Nate Diaz, and it's a profitable fight. But when do you think that would take place? You know, is, July. Is, do, yeah, I, see, I think I think he's going to fight before then. Well, yeah, he could, but I mean, if he fights in July, it doesn't rule out him fighting again in December. He's done it many times. I'm worried whether Nate Diaz, um, I think Nate would obviously take the fight, but, you know, he's come out, I think, said again today that, oh, you know, he's going to watch for the next few months and see what happens before yeah. he's getting back in there. If Usman injured, I think, I think Masvidal blew it 
totally blew it yeah tell me about that because i didn't watch the broadcast was, so i have no idea i know i know that yeah but yeah what, what, and, and the interview was just pain it was just rubbish what did he say nothing. I was trying, I'm trying literally to nothing that, that that's what he what he said it was it was awful it was like it's mad because he's been hitting the bar like he's been doing everything so well yeah and it was just a total letdown and you know i think twitter sort of blew up people going oh well, i saw now i don't want to see this i've only been that. using you guys as an example because i saw you your reaction and, and, and sean sheehan's and i was like shit he must have really it must yeah. have Went badly because that was the point we were talking about mostly, yeah. like you know. Yeah, and and Usman's injured. You know, th- th- there's not many options. I think, man, he's he's he he might well. I think that's why he's trying to sort of pencil out other people and go put a little tickle there. And obviously, these guys are going to fucking want to fight him, but it is an option. It's something where he's going to build himself if he's looking at this season. And there is other options available at this present time and moment. He's going to want to stay active, and I think maybe that's why you're getting the little Paul Felder <laughs> feelers out there as well. I, I think Felder would be out of the names I've mentioned I think he's nowhere near getting it but um, yeah no I agree with you but that's what I'm saying in terms of if these guys are injured they're not available not out Gates Connor wants to stay in there that is true John Cavan is saying that at 170 I don't mind them fighting at 170 like I mean it's a you're fighting a lightweight at 170 once we know that like, yeah. I have no problem with that if they want to avoid the weight cut and fight at the heavier weight class yeah, yeah I have no problem with but that but I, I can see like look Connor's going to get what he wants at the end of the day if he can keep winning that's all he needs to do. But I can see like 55ers who are competing at 55 getting a pro- having a problem with a guy fighting at 170 pounds yeah. and then dropping down to fight the title again. But Connor makes his own rules. I, I still think his eyes are on Usman. I don't care what anyone says. Really? Yeah, yeah I think it's just a belt. Mm. Three-weight world champion. It sets another president, sets another bar. He's always after the records. He talked about you know Donald Cerrone during the week. He wanted a head kick. Uh, Donald Cerrone and finishing by you. It's mad. That's the way he was thinking about that the whole time. That's when I, when I well, that's what I'm saying. There, you're saying, saying it there. Like yeah. he wants one above everyone else the whole time. Yeah. If he gets that third world title, um, like do you, do you know what I mean? That's another record for Connor. That's the way he thinks, man. So I wouldn't be surprised that. But I think there's there's definitely sort of it's, it's a cloudy path at the moment. We're not really sure what the fuck's going on again. And like we but were that's asking where about he thrives, this, right? Yeah, that's where where everyone's interested now again and. Man, look at the traction online. I think that's all we need to say. And like, um, you I know, think it's fair to say it's definitely the biggest pay per view ESPN have done. Yeah, and yeah, I was what did I say? A million? I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we're, I think we're one point two. Was it or something? There's oh, did they re- trajecting? I don't think they revealed anything. That was the, the uh, what they were uh, trajecting. I think. Was, oh, the was, trending. Yeah, one point two or something like that. But um, yeah, listen. The, even in here in, in Ireland, I know you weren't obviously here, but um, certain outlets um, started. You know, I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, covering uh, Conor Shit, McGregor we need to do something. again, yeah, <laughs> and like it just shows you how um, how stupid the media are here at, at certain times, and um, you know clearly that I think you know YouTube Everett was trending number one McGregor, but uh, this is Cerrone. the thing: his redemption story, the fact that he had fallen off with the people. That was the whole thing about this fight. Like, if that isn't there, there's no storyline. Yeah. He's just fighting a dude. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just sick. Yeah. Like, the whole, and the, the whole fucking countdown show was yeah. built around this, yeah. like, yeah. him throwing yeah. shit at a bus. <laughs> oh, and Irish people going, oh, we don't like him that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, oh. what are you talking oh, about? Look at him. Isn't he great now? That's all the L ones going around the country saying look, that. I'm happy to see him. Oh, yeah. The sport, need, man, the sport needs people like him. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need these big mainstream draws. And look at him, he was at the, the Grammys last night as well. And, you know, maybe a few months ago he wouldn't have been there. So, yeah, listen, a win does a lot of things for anyone's uh, reputation and uh, and their stock. So, uh, listen, I'm, it, it, it's good. It was a good week and uh, good for the sport of mixed martial arts. And I, 
that's one thing I think we're we're happy to be saying that we're not you know running around fucking oh, like headless so ch- ch- chickens <laughs> talking to everyone but this is what people don't night. understand we want him to do well like we don't want to be reading this shit about him we don't want to be reading any bad things like we, we're just hoping it's all in the in the cage yeah and and it, and it can you know this guy has no ceiling yeah you know he really know. didn't when it, and you know what I mean so it's um it's it's all good things but um let's get away from it yes that's enough of you talking about that, Noel. I know okay, you're a du- quick one, quick one, <laughs> quick one. Who does he fight next? Shotgun to the head. Come on, come Maybe on. I know, I know. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying yeah. that's yeah. the fight I want. I want Masvidal. Yeah. Being perfectly honest, but you guys are all telling me that that's not hot shit. I've never liked the Masvidal fight. I don't know anyone's. Hell, it's two savage strikers. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just and I, he takes right. So here's also I th- the thing. I from McGregor's point of view, you get to fight a guy who's going to box with you. You're in your own wheelhouse. This guy has all the momentum from last year. He's just beaten Nate Diaz, you know, and you and he's the BMF. He's one of the most highest traction fighters of last year, and Conor goes in and starches him. What happens then? Oh yeah, well that's great for him, but I just I stay at fifty five, man. Oh, well, he's not doing that. Like, did we know that he's not doing that? He's got he's fought one seventy already. Mm. Gaethje next, or so I think someone of the top five. I think he's yeah. Be I like this that's John John Cavanaugh's show. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Okay, move on. Okay. Um, right. There was some a lot of European action over the weekend, not only in Bellator, but also in the UFC from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, look, Arnold Allen is absolutely ridiculous at the moment. 7-0 and now with the UFC. 9-0 and run in total with all promotions. Um, got it done against Nick Lentz. Uh, surprised to hear Nick Lentz thinking he won the decision afterwards there because I thought Arnold was uh, absolutely on fire. Subsequently, after the fight, after the decision, Lenz puts out a video of himself with a, a cut cornea. Um, I've asked Arnold about that um, here in the interview, and he, he seems quite surprised that Lenz has brought that up. You know, he, he said he had a few situations in the cage himself that he wasn't all too pleasant with. He called them veteran moves. He doesn't know why Nick is bringing this up after the fact. But um, unfortunately as well, he's ruled himself out of London. That was, injury, yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that we've, we'd really wanted to see. Um, you know, if they could turn around that quickly, it was always going to be tough for him. He had a big fight against massive veterans, even Josh Emmett before Nick Lenz took his place. But uh, looks like that's not going to happen. But look, absolute pleasure to speak to Arnold Allen, um, a man who's flying at the moment. Um, I feel like a big, big fight is in his re- is in his crosshairs. Look, they they should rematch Josh Emmett, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Do that in July or something when both the lads are fit. It's a brilliant fight. But um, look. We had some phone difficulty with Arnold. He, he uh, graciously gave us his time from the airport there. So we were a bit in and out. So Noel McGrath had to do some master editing to, to make it sound beautiful. Why did you even say it to them? It's perfect. You don't even notice it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. But uh, I'm doing it in case Arnold listens back and he's like, what did this? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah, but um, yeah, so look, we'll leave you with Arnold here. It's about 10 minutes or so. Probably a bit less. Um, talk to you again afterwards. And now we are joined by Arnold Allen, a man who has put together a 7-0 run with the UFC now and is joining us from uh, the airport as he returns home after victory over <laughs> Nick Lentz in rally. Um, first of all, how good does that feel, Arnold? 7-0, that is a ridiculous run to put together, my friend. Yeah, it's a great feeling. In the, you know, it's one of the toughest divisions in the UFC, I think. So, yeah, very happy to have, I think, the longest win streak or one of the longest win streak. I don't know. Yes, it's incredible. And, um, you know, of course, it was meant to be Josh Emmett that you took on. Um, in the end, it mm. became Nick Lentz. Did you did you have any deliberation about that? Or was it just as soon as the name came up, it's a guy with so much experience in the UFC, you said, I'll take that one? 
Yeah, you know, I was kind of like worried. I was thinking maybe we we're going to get someone like unknown, sort of, you know, maybe outside of the UFC. And I think at the po- this point in my career, that does nothing for me. So I was happy that it kind of worked out that Nick Lentz was able to, uh, or his opponent got injured and he was able to step in. So, yeah, I was happy about that. He's a veteran, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a name. He's fought the who's who of people in the division. And, uh, yeah, it worked out good. What, what does that do for your confidence when you're after coming through? Like, I know I know you've already got five other wins, but just Gilbert Melendez and him in your neck, your last two fights, it must it must be an incredible confidence booster for a young guy like yourself to be in with these legends, basically. Yeah, definitely. It is, it is a huge confidence booster. Like, Gilbert was a big, big one, but uh, I was maybe a little bit more confident than I should have been in this one. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I overlooked him, but I felt a bit more confident than I usually do, you know. Yes, I saw your post-fight interview where you discussed, um, you know, uh, Nick thought he'd done enough to win. I think a lot of people agree with you when they they saw you winning that fight. But um, I was wondering, have you seen the video that's just come out of him explaining about his eye being cut at the end of the second round? Um, Have you seen this? Do you remember the incident at all? Yeah, I I did see it. Whatever, man. (laughs) It's a fight. I accidentally poked him in the eye, and I did. Yeah, it was an accident, fully. But uh, man, he was fighting so dirty anyway. Like he was grabbing my shorts. I got scratches on my wrist where it was inside my gloves, like trying to claw my hand, like inside my gloves. I think I had double unders on the fence. He was gouging my eyes with both his thumbs, like to get me off him. And he's gonna post a video bitching about it. Like, come on, it's a fight, man. Do you feel like that's that's like a, that's it's it's an attempt to sour the victory on you or anything like that? Do you, do you feel yeah, like- definitely. I got people sending me messages like, "Oh, calling me cheater and stuff." Like, your guy's the cheater. So it's a fight at the end of the day, and at least if he's gonna fight clean and then complain about an accident that happened, fine. But he was he was doing dirty veteran tricks on me, so whatever. You know, a, a lot of people in the UK, I guess, were were hoping that you would. You'd come through this fight and you'd be able to fight in March, but I saw you're nursing a hand injury after this. Um, I, I, I feel like that that could be, you know, with, with so so little time between the two cards, that could kind of hinder you appearing on that March card. Is that fair to say? It's probably not going to allow you fight that week. That week. Yeah, I'd pretty much say that's not happening. Oh no, uh, it's going to be. I reckon at least a month till I can sort of get back to throwing it around. It's it's not broken or anything, but it's definitely a pretty bad sprain. I'm getting an X-ray tomorrow, so. Hopefully it's all good, but yeah, it's going to be at least another four weeks, I reckon. Was that your right hand or your left? Right hand, right hand, just from the jabs. Yes, yeah, a beautiful job with the, the right hand as well. Did, it, when did you feel it go? Yeah, it was good. I found my range, I was getting the jabs off. Left hand was a little bit tricky, it wasn't so, because he kept switching south for orthodox, so it was a bit tougher. But yeah, the jabs were far enough, nice. And, and do you remember when it hurt? What round it was in that you that you uh, hurt it? Yeah, uh, in the second round, like when the round finished, I sort of noticed it, and then uh, yeah, the third round I felt it. I, I also saw, you know, when you were speaking after the card, um, you know, you and your dad did the post for you interview. I thought that was really cool. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I saw your dad saying like how you know you didn't get an interview, and you, you do deserve a huge amount of recognition for this. Uh, being twenty six years of age, uh, having a seven and all run with the UFC, you were quite low down mm. the card. I mean, do, does it feel like that? Do you feel like this should be should be recognised a bit more? Um, and they, they maybe should have allowed you to speak and and get your name out there a bit more. 
Yeah, I think so. But uh, I suppose it's uh, it was a bit of a different show as well. It's a bit low key. You know? Everything was rushed. There wasn't like a public weigh-in. There was no like press conference or media day. It was a bit smaller, a bit quieter. It was kind of nice in a way. But yeah, I, I guess that's how it goes. Yeah, and I do, I do appreciate you saying this because I know you're not the kind of guy that is looking for fame from this at all. Like you just want to be considered mm. the greatest fighter in the world, right? So I, I'm sure you're yeah. really uncomfortable saying this kind of stuff, you know, because you are, yeah. you're after, but you are trying to be the greatest fighter in the world. And whereas a lot of other fighters, you see them, they are just trying to bolster their profile more, more so than chasing the belt at times. Yeah, definitely. After every fight, all the guys in the UK like always give me huge support. It's great. It's, like the fight week before, or after, it's always great. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't do myself any favors at the same time. I don't call people <laughs> out. I don't. I don't tell people when I want to come back and I, like urgently want to fight and all that stuff. Kind of a bit chilled, you know. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. It's it's nice for a change. But uh, how about your dad taking a pop saying the reason why you're not finishing, guys, is because you don't have a lot of power. Is he just saying this because he's a strong man and I know your brother is as well? Is this a running joke in the family? Yeah, yeah I think so. Because my brother lifts a lot of weights. He lifts a lot of weights and I can't keep up with him. But, uh, yeah, he's just taking the fissy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um... What about Emmett? Like, I mean, Josh Emmett, I know he is injured, and I know you're not looking at uh, London. It might be towards the summer that you're looking, but is that a matchup mm. you'd like to get set up? Because I feel like Emmett has great stock in the US. I feel like a win against him, and you're, you're pretty much undeniable as one of the top contenders in the division. Is that still a fight that interests you in the future? I, I know I know. this yeah. sounds like I'm asking you to call someone out, but I promise you it, it shouldn't. Uh, I don't mean <laughs> to be that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've we've both done a camp for each other pretty much. So, I mean, there'd be no reason why not, you know. And a win over Nick Lentz doesn't, like, put me in a position to be way above him. So, I don't see why one day. The only way for him, I guess, if he's if he's looking up the card, um, up the division, then I get it. I was speaking to uh, Jack Mason, your coach today, and um, mm. you're 26 years of age now. You're only yeah. recently gone 26, is that correct? Yeah, Wednesday. Wow, incredible. Yeah. Um, he, he believes by the time you're 28, you will be a world champion. Is this a goal you guys have talked about, or is this is this something that you've all just kind of geared yourself towards for a, for a long time, or is this the first time you're hearing this? Uh, no, like, we've never really spoke about it, but yeah, mentally I have you know, planned for something like that. That is the kind of time schedule I'd like. I'd still like to accomplish everything before I'm 30, so yeah, sounds about right. And do you like? I mean, I'm seeing you getting so much bigger every time you're in there. You look so much bigger than your opponents. Do you think like there will be a move to 55 in the future? Because they're still quite young, right? You're still probably growing out. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I train with some 55s and they're monsters, so uh, <laughs> I'll stay. I'll stay where I am. <laughs> And I mean, you're, I believe you're going home now. And is this perfect for you for the the celebrations, the birthday celebrations, to be going back home? That's it. Yeah, hopefully my mom's got a late birthday cake ready for me and all that. So I'll get to see the dog. It's all good. Um, right, well, uh, thank you so much, Arnold. I hope your hand recovers. Um, I hope I hope I haven't soured the wind too much by bringing up Nick Lentz's video, have I? I feel like... I feel like um, nah. It, it, has that irritated you today? <laughs> Not at all. It just... It kind of made me laugh a bit because he was... It was fine proper day mm-hmm. and, you know, accidents happen and... Yeah, it, I did. It definitely did go in, and uh, whatever, whatever. Well, look, you but just it's keep a fight. You, it's my a friend. fight at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like, what do people expect? It's a fight. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Then you keep doing you. Your run cannot be disputed. Unbelievable stuff. I know we would have loved to see you in London, but it's amazing to see you doing your thing at the moment, and hopefully we'll have another big fight for you in the summer, Arnold. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All the best, man. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. A busy L Saturday night in our world uh, with UFC going down in North Carolina and um, Bellator coming live to us from Inglewood there at the forum. Inglewood. Um, yeah, so let's start with the <laughs> UFC. Um, Curtis Blades, you know, let's mention the main event. No Europeans in the main event, of course, but um, great win from him. Uh, exploded into action in the second round and got the job done. A huge kind of, um, a huge bolster of his stock, I'd say, like beating a, a yeah, former definitely. champion. Like he needed like he needed a win like that, I feel. Uh, Chiesa, obviously, against Rafael de Sanos. Dasanio's on a bad run now. Yeah, I what is it? Four of his last five at welterweight he's lost. Yeah, it nearly like cheapens the 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 Edwards win, yeah. you know. <laughs> but he was coming off the win over Kevin Lee ahead of Leon. Yeah, he's just looked really poor, man. Um, and Kiesa looks fucking huge. He does, and it's about time. He, yeah. he's you know he's he's like that's probably five six years overdue. Um, yeah. I know it's what second was it a second fight at welterweight? I think it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he looked really good. Uh, Rafael is just not the fighter he was at all at all. And well, it's the first time he looked very small. I felt at the weight, like I mean, he, not even that. He looked clueless. He just like there's no real fluency whether it's his hands or his, his you know, what's he trying to do in there? Kaze was pretty much, you know, I had it every round control, for Kaze. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very comfortable. I'm very impressive from Kaze that he's he's able to do that. That he's able to be so versatile against a guy like Ordia because Ordia used to be so good, and it's just a shadow. It's sad to see a guy go like that. Mm. Yeah, Just absolutely. Deplete, like, I don't know how Kies is going to get on with getting Covington, but fair play to him on the win. Stupid call out. Like, I, I tweeted that. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, do something that's realistic. Covington's one, like, like it, I do the same thing with Colby. It's just senseless fight. Mm. Totally senseless. Do something that you're going to get. That, that's realistic. Like, get, fuck me. It was stupid. <laughs> Let's move on to the Europeans. Um, Darko Stossage, very disappointing performance, I felt, against yeah. uh, Hill. Um, Hill improves to seven and oh Stossage now three three fight skid mm-hmm. and not the guy we expected after his debut when he obliterated that dude in Hamburg. Um but look, he needs to figure something out here because he's just relying on one shot power and it's not gonna do the job, especially against a volume striker yeah. like Hill. He'll yeah. just he'll wait from the trout out one dig and then he was all over. It was a good night for the Hills. <laughs> yes, yes it was. Uh, yeah, Angela Hill of course is out with that victory over Hannah Seifers. Um, vicious it was fucking vicious um, further down the card Arnold Allen of course um, really good man his jab is unbelievable yeah like, and it's coming at you from different directions all the time look at the uppercut he threw a few times yeah. as well in between left hand's getting really good isn't it Jesus Re- he's just good everywhere he's just a fucking nightmare man to fight against but big big dude for featherweight Jesus Christ yeah he is he is a big I think dude. it's hilarious his dad always slags him about being weak after every fight because yeah. he's obviously a bulldozer <laughs> he's not knocking over anyone out yeah but <laughs> Yeah, that's like I feel sorry for him to a certain extent because it looks like the UFC are just trying to bury this guy. And you know, no post-fight interviews. I said to you there before we went on. Um, Is that sometimes just a a thing when there's been like there was three decisions in a row at that stage in the preliminary card? Could they have been just been like, right, we need to hurry this up? No, no, no. Like, who gives a shit? Like, they're not gonna like if they really want to put stock in someone and and get behind someone, they'll definitely put a mic, you know, in their hands. And and it was just. 
you know, I think they might look at Arnold and go like, oh, he's a quiet guy, he's a respectful guy, he wants to, you I know, think he's very said funny. in the interview there. I was that, saying to you, I think he's very quirky, dude. Like, he I, is. I think, like, it's just, I don't think they take the time. They, they don't to, know that, they don't get that humour yeah, yeah. in the US as yeah. well. And, um, you know, I think he's a great fighter, really, really going places. Um, but I'm just worried that the UFC won't really give him that push that he deserves. He's going to be in an Edwards situation if yes. he is. Right, yeah. Well, he's already there. He's seven. Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake in the UFC. Yeah, so like, you know, has to be a rise now, you know, beating the guy I like, like the Nick, MF fight. Nick Lenz. Make the MF yeah. fight again. Do it again, yeah, definitely. Um, an all-European fight between Justin Kish and Lucy Putilova. Uh, Kish came away with the decision win. Uh, the Russian getting her hand raised there on the back of a two-fight skid. Lena Landsberg ran into Sarah McMahon and lost the decision. That's a tough one for Lena because she'd been looking good up until yeah. that point. Um, you know, she had that great win over Tanya Evinger there in um, Stockholm when I was over there. And then she beat, she beat Macy afterwards. So, I mean, I, I, she, I Sarah like, McLean looked great. Yeah. Oh, she's really deadly. Was. She's a serious grappler, yeah. man. Unbelievable. Uh, what about Brett Johns, though? Holy shit, man. That Beautiful was a great fight. Joke. Like, uh, did you see his post-fight interview? No, I didn't. He said he was thinking about packing it in. Um, it looked that way with all the Cardiff away matches going with Ollie McBurney, the <laughs> Sheffield United striker. Yeah, yeah. That was well, madness. He was saying his brother basically to talk him back into it, you know, um, to fighting again and, you know, coming off two losses. And, you know, he spoke very well. Um, really, I really enjoyed his post-fight interview. If anyone wants to watch it, they should go well, to MMA Fighting. Brett's a good, intelligent guy. Like well, he was, yeah, he was kind of saying, you know, um, I've been called the champ my whole life. And when you go in and you lose two fights like that, and people stop saying it to we you. We always say it. It messes with your head. We always say it. Yeah. How do guys bounce back from losses? Not always positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, it's I mean, I always think of Siri. Of I feel like Siri was one of the most excruciatingly honest fighters we ever had yeah. in you know, Ireland. And he used to always say, like, after I win or lose, as soon as I don't have a fight in front of me, I get depressed. Because I'm like, I'd have nothing to, to guide my life towards. People not texting me, people going... You know, yeah, no, I always text him to wreck his head, but I mean, you know, in general. Ah, fuck him. He just abuses me on Twitter still. <laughs> See that when Liverpool are playing? I love when that picks oh, up. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. But no, it, it is tough. Um, and I'm happy for him. I am because I think he's a great guy and he's he's a great sort of um, competitor that Wales need in there. He's he's one of the poster boys for, for Welsh mixed martial arts. Absolutely. And listen, he's a really, really good fighter. He's, he's a guy that can really well and honestly compete at the top of that division. He Absolutely. Can. Absolutely, man. I think, like, even the the variations he has from the back, like, he went for that uh, Suvlev stretch again against your man just to get the choke. Like, he was he was puzzling <laughs> gravely so much, he didn't know what the fuck to actually be defending at some yeah. one stage and gave up his neck. It was yeah. really, really nice. Really nice finish in the end, anyway. Um, Did but. you stay up and watch Bellator 238 on Sky Sports? I felt like there was a lot of Europeans watching mm. at the time. Mm. Like that was It was a good feeling that we're all mm. here talking about. No, I watched it on Sunday. Yeah. I couldn't because it was in work at, in the office at nine, so instead of five anyway, but like, yeah. you know, you know you yourself. You eventually start fading, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I watched I watched the whole card back. Cyborg um, devastated Julia Budd. Brilliant. It was like the old Cyborg. It was, it, she the, just went mental in yeah, the fourth it, round. It, I was like, oh, it, it was like uh, <laughs> It was like the finish, I think, the, the fight we were at when she fought uh, the New Zealand. Yeah. Destroyed um, lady uh, Faye Van Dwyn, I think her name was uh, the fighter that we were at there, and I think it was UFC 189 when Invicta were on the night before, and she just thirteen up, boom, 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 kicks everything. It was just so vintage cyborg, amazing finish. And listen, very happy for her. It's been a tough few months, and uh, she's she's you know solidified her, her status in mixed martial arts folklore. Now, being what she's won every bloody title, yeah, there probably is to, to win in mixed yeah. martial arts and all the big organizations. So the Grand Slam, as they're calling it, crack and fight. Look, I mean. I heard uh, Sean Jean and Graham talking about this, or I saw a tweet about it. But I mean, Sinead Kavanagh get a few wins together and she could be right there. 
Like, I mean, in terms of, there's not a lot of talent yeah, Sinead, there. Yeah, Sinead needs to, let's be honest, first of all, Sinead needs to get three, four wins behind her. She needs to... I'd say two would do her. You know, maybe, uh, you know, sort out, you know, get on weight the whole time and, and uh, do that consistently. But um, I, don't, I don't mind that, like, that matchup for Sinead. If you know what I mean? Like, when she's boxing, oh, she's yeah, savage. That, that's, you know, it, it, imagine watching that fight. It'd be fucking crazy. Just Imagine war. Chris Cyborg comes to Dublin. It's like <laughs> it's like fucking uh, Jesus Christ. The two ladies just teeing off on each other. But really good boxing so, as well. So, like. so right, Sinead's six and four now. She just bet Olga Rubin. If she gets the Leslie Smith rematch, beats Leslie. But I think that's it. That's how you get it, isn't I it? I think that's how you get it. You have to go it's there. A great show by the and listen, like fucking Leslie Smith as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Run that back. That's, that was a great a fight. fight to watch. <laughs> I had Leslie winning, and I feel like you know I, I've watched it back enough. I, I, people had you know. Oh, Sinead, it was close fight. Sinead it was close fight people were saying it was sure. a robbery. It was rubbish. That's bullshit. Um, but yeah, run that fight back, man. And I think the winner of that would be would be great. And uh, you know, do it here in Dublin. Like this, obviously. We're going to move on and probably have a little word about it. But Sergio Pettis as well, you know, there's been a bit of back and forth with him and James Gallagher. Like, that would be a cracking fight. To Obviously, James has to fight Cal Allen or first, and that's yeah. a very, very tough task in its own right. But What did you think of the stoppage on the Sergio fight? Because he knocked the dude out, basically. The referee was very late. It was He was very late. He probably should have stopped it with the strikes. With the dig, yeah. <laughs> and... Listen, but Sergio, you know, um, a known dude. Oh, he's clinical. Guys. Absolutely clinical. Like. What a performance. And he's been looking for that. And I think that's probably why the UFC sort of released him because he was just going to decisions the whole time. He's going to be a problem for everyone. For man. everyone. Everyone. He's class, man. That guy was nearly talked up better in Milwaukee than his brother. Mm. He was the young little prodigy that was, oh, Showtime's brother. This guy's going to be a fucking killer. It hasn't worked out that way to a certain extent. But listen, the guys competing in the UFC against some of the best guys in the world, coming into Bellator, doing that, he would be super um, happy to finish that fight in that way as well. Knockdown and a, and a submission. Fighters love that. We all know that. So. I love it too. Um, <laughs> Even though I don't like it to be that brutal sometimes. <laughs> like, but listen, Vintage performance, and that's a fight I think we could see by the end of the year potentially. And like, I think, you know, if James beats Cal... And beats him impressively. Like, you're sort of hard to look away from that because it's such a big fight. It really is with two of the, such big young names in Bellator's division that, you know, do it in Madison Square Garden, do it in Dublin, do it somewhere. That, that's a fight that would get people talking, definitely, and really excited. Absolutely. Yeah, Adam Burroughs came up short against Darian Caldwell, uh, suffered a first round rear naked choke. And look, I, I said before this fight, a lot of people forget about <clears throat> the Pico fight before Pico got knocked out. He he was dominating yeah. Adam on the ground, and um, Caldwell's uh, far more accomplished wrestler even than Pico. So it's like I think he is anyway. So I mean, I feel like that was always a way it could have went. He looked nervous. Yeah, well, and I, mean, I I think that's sort of what happened. You know, he was hesitant at the start, and um, sort of, you know, it, once he gets you down, you're not getting back up. Basically, yeah, yeah, and, and and I think he threw a knee or something, and then missed, and then Caldwell took him up. Yeah, yeah. near the cage, and then got Caldwell him to the kind of just stormed him through a few strikes, so he'd yeah. have to back up, and then as soon as his back's towards the fence, you're going down. Yeah, so and then you knew it was sort of you could sort of see the end was coming there, and I think he was just like fuck. And he looked very shook after the fight. And obviously, the guy who's... I think the commentary said he never lost in any yeah, form of nothing, combat nothing. before. And so that's, that's a tough one to take. And we talk about Brett Johns, and that's going to be very interesting to see how he hops back from that. Young guy like this, it could be the making of him. Um, or the breaking of him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I feel like Adam, we, we've talked to him a good few times. Yeah. He's, he's got his head screwed on. He doesn't seem like a guy who uh, is going to beat himself up too much. But, of course, first loss, you're yeah, dead right. Yeah, it could yeah, go either yeah. way. Um, but just Caldwell v AJ, that is a great fight, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck me. If fucking AJ McKee beats him. 
that's like a that's a UFC main event fight. Oh, that's like, serious! You know I mean? It's an absolutely former champion fight. v the future underground champion. I basically. do think Age beats him. I think Age is just more tools everywhere. He's a lot bigger than fucking Darian as well. He even looked it, didn't he? Like uh, way bigger. Yeah, um, and he didn't seem faced by it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Like I think McKee's the McKee's the guy. Oh, he's the truth. That, oh, he's unbelievable. He's the guy in Bellator. Uh, he's just he's just brilliant. Like you, you know, look at the fights we've had him, seen him the last number of months. So it's just everywhere. He's just so good everywhere. Striking's excellent. Really good on the ground. Really good off his back. Good wrestler. Like there's there's not one area what where there's a, there's a fault. Yeah. Like there really isn't. So uh, like I think it's a tough one for Caldwell as well. No bantamweight champion either now at the moment. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Um, also, Raymond Daniels. You remember his. Uh, highlight real KO in Birmingham, I believe it was in his last yeah. outing. Another good win. This time we got to see a bit more of him on the ground, which was nice. Um, also, Aaron Pico with a sweet left hook knockout of yeah. Daniel Carey. Um, AJ Agazam also gets a submission win. Um, you know, AJ Agazam, such a big name from a big team. Um, obviously lost his debut, has, has won three since, but I hate that. Like, I mean, it does show you that, like, what Dylan has done in the sport is pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, AJ is right there in terms of jiu-jitsu competition. Mm. He's with the Diaz brothers. I mean, there's like, I mean, there's so many things there you, you feel that would compel people to him. And there definitely is people compelled to him, but not nearly on the level of Dylan Dennis, right? Dylan, no, sure, Dylan's hanging out with McGregor. I know, but like, he, it's not like that's all you got to do. There was loads of guys I'd never seen before in, in that camp. It's not like they're famous now. Dylan's definitely used his platform. Oh, to 100%. The, to the and he's, like, he, he's done it very well. He's been very provocative on, on social media. Like, <laughs> look at some of the stuff he puts up. Um, so like, that's going to get you, you know, likes. But listen, it, it, you know, this game's all about building. And we talked about, you know, our... our, 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 our How can you not say this? Arnold Allen earlier what? on. And, you know... UFC, Scott Coker, you know, Martin Lewandowski, whoever the, the head guy is, they they want guys like this. They want guys who are fucking brash. They want guys who go out and put their fucking dick out in social media. That sort of stuff. <laughs> they love all this shit, man. They, they say they don't a lot, they do. So yeah. that's where I'd, I'd sort of worry for, for these guys if they... They love it until they have to say... It's disingenuous <laughs> sometimes, but sometimes, you, see, you know, we saw it with Colby Covington over the years. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It, it sort of make a decision, but I can understand the way guys want to keep this genuine line as well, but sometimes it doesn't always work. Uh, Curtis Milner got off to a good start with Bellator. Um, good debut on a catchweight bout. Got a decision win. Anthony Taylor against Chris Avila. Pretty boy. Man, he's a fight, He's on a 5-5 win streak. Listen, I like that guy. I'll give him yeah. a bit of respect. He's always respectful when you see him here in Dublin when he was fighting with Bama and when he was fighting with... Uh, and he always has a few things to say when you turn the camera on. He, he does. He does, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> always the cameras on. But listen... He, what a you know, great story. What a great story. He, uh, obviously, well-documented depression problems. Um, felt suicidal, I think, at one point. Um, you know, really, really good story. On a you know negative record. Comes back in. You know, wins, a, I think, a regional promotional title, asks for Bellator, gets on Bellator, goes on, and fairness, Chris Avila, obviously, from Diaz's team as well, and he fought our 10 before he in did, the UFC, yeah. and, and getting a win there, man. Fair sure, play to him. I've, like, hats off. That is what martial arts is all about. Like, yeah. It really is, and it's a really good story. And I, Nothing but best wishes to, to the, that young lad, Andy Taylor. It was fair play. He's battled back. Deserves everything he gets. Absolutely. Um, now... We'll have an interview with Dricus Duplessis, uh, the double champ. Dricus, e- <laughs> yeah, the double champ from EFC, also former uh, KSW champion, the last person to beat one of our faves on the show, Roberto Saldic. Um, like Dricus has pretty much done everything now. Like I mean, in terms of 
He's gone back to South AFC. Africa. He's won the middleweight title. Welterweight title. He's he's fought like a, basically an untouchable what, prospect sorry, at welterweight. Say, what did you ask him? What did I ask him? Put two and two together, mate. Scott, ask him. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, he, he, he did say he's into that, and I, I love that fight. Like, that's a great Deadly. fight for Scott. Brilliant fight for KSW, but you can feel like he's nearly at that stage where he's like, when the fuck am I going to get this call? call? And, he, and he deserves it, look. Like, he, he definitely deserves it. Um, he's with Danny Rube now as well, which How's is a great, right? a great guy to have his yeah. side. So, um, yeah, I feel like uh, great to check in with him again. Like, don't forget as well, this fella bet Jolton Santos, who's on a tear now, yeah. when he, when he, in his, no, he, he bet him in KSW after the Celtics yeah. fight when he moved up to 185. Um, you know, that's his last loss. He's gone on to beat Alex Lahore and, and he off, he had a win in EFC recently as well. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's probably time he's there or thereabouts. I'd say if you can get a big win, I mean, a win over Askham would nearly guarantee him, I'd say, at this stage. But, um, look, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But great to speak to Drickus. Um, We'll be back in about 10 minutes. Now, I didn't expect to meet a double champion from South Africa and a former KSW champion while I was in Las Vegas. But lo and behold, here is Drekas Duplessis. And, you know, he's a man who everyone believes should be in that UFC middleweight ranks. He's gone back home. He's reclaimed that middleweight title with EFC. Uh, We already know how good he was in uh, his KSW run at welterweight. But um, first of all, Las Vegas, what, what has you here? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome to be here. It's my first trip down to Vegas. I actually just came to watch the fights because uh, I'm in Florida training. And uh, the fights, the Connor and Cowboy fight just had me. And I knew, like, it, it was just a, it's an easy flight. So I was like, I'm going to definitely do it. So I just spent a few days here training and uh, enjoying the fights. It was awesome. What did you think of that, uh, the big show there? Does it kind of whet your appetite? Like, I mean, are you looking at that going, geez, I can't wait to be a part of something this big on this scale? Absolutely. I mean, I'm just looking at it and thinking, uh, man, I can't wait to, to be on billboards that size, to sell out big crowds like that. And uh, it's a matter of time, and I can't wait to do it. It's, it, it just looks incredible. The, the last time um, some of the European fans might have seen you might have been that uh, the fight with uh, Solich in October 2018, but I can remember you heard after that. And, of course, you haven't fought at welterweight since then, but, I mean, you're a huge guy. You're sitting here beside me. It's quite obvious, I mean, that, that getting down to welterweight would not be uh, the easiest thing in the world for you. Was that was that camp particularly bad where you're like, I, I have to stop doing this to myself? So, no, I've never, like, I've never missed weight at welterweight, but, I mean, the cut was like, it was. it's always been a big cut, but, like, it's, it seemed like as I got older, I got bigger and stronger. Like the catches became more and more uh, difficult, and uh, to a stage where everything didn't uh, like it didn't make a lot of sense for me to make that big cut anymore. After that fight, uh, I mean, it was just I was I actually signed a welterweight fight directly after that with Boris Minkowski, and my doctors just let me know. Listen, blood test says you, you you're taking years away from your career with with this big cut, and. Uh, I mean, now at 185, I feel awesome. I feel great at middleweight. And I actually have more fights at middleweight than at welterweight. So, uh, and I already had the belt at middleweight then. And then I was like, cool, I can, I can fight middleweight. And now I fought in KSW twice again now. And, uh, you know, at middleweight and uh, it's looking great. Uh, I had a great fight with, uh, uh, in, uh, in London, in Wembley Stadium. Uh, that was October this year. Like, yeah. And Santos has done so well since then as well. Like, I mean, he's done really, really well. Yeah, I think he was on a 15-fight win streak when I faced him. He was on a 15-fight streak, so that was a big opponent for me. And uh, I, uh, I got the finish in the second round. It was, it was, a, it was awesome for me, and I felt super great at, at 185. And 
Then I had this fight in December at 185 back at the UFC for the first time in over two years. And man, it feels it felt great to fight back home. And uh, well, now it's on for, for bigger things and uh, just keep on doing what I'm doing. And you know, this year will be my year. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. How did it feel to come back? Like, did it was it a big kind of hero's welcome to go back to EFC after after that time with the different promotions? Yeah, absolutely. Especially that was the first time I fought in my hometown in South Africa. So it was a it was a big fight for me uh, as a as a personal achievement. And you know, I started my career in the EFC from the first day. So to be back there and going uh, fighting in front of my home crowd, fighting in front of my home country after being away for so long it was a crazy welcoming welcoming and was probably one of the craziest crowds i've ever fought not the most people because the, the arena just wasn't that big but i mean the crowd just went crazy and it's, it's you know that feeling of fighting at home in front of your people it's absolutely awesome a lot of people say to me like you're the next level south african fighter like we have seen south african fighters in the ufc but it's it's going to be very very different when you when you go into these ranks i mean d- does it feel like you will be the guy that pushes the envelope further than ever has been within the UFC for, for South Africa? Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, we, have, we had a few guys and that was an a older generation, if you will, guys that came to UFC, didn't do that great, but still, I mean, they paved the way for us and uh, now we have John Madge, he's also in the UFC and he's doing well, he, yeah, he's doing great, he's doing great things and I'm a young guy, that's a, that's a big advantage for me, I'm only 25 years old. So for me, this is like I I am the next gen in fighting. Uh, you know, I haven't been doing like like then. That's what they say, the next generation. And I believe, truly believe that uh, I'll bring something new. I'll bring something that the people haven't seen before, and uh, you know, do exactly that. You know, put South Africa really put them on the map, and really, you know, being the first one to get a belt for South Africa in the UFC. I would be remiss if I didn't ask because there's so many KSW fans and every time they're talking about who's going to fight for the title next, Scott Askham has put together a great run there and of course everyone is saying, Drickus has got to fight him next. You know what I mean? Everyone everyone thought that was going to be the case. Are you no longer with KSW? Is that is that something that is a possibility ever or is it just a crosshairs for the UFC? Is that UFC at the moment? No, absolutely. I'm still with KSW. Like My contract's not exclusive, so uh, I mean, I want to fight with KSW either March, uh, but preferably uh, April. That would be great to fight back in Ratzlaff where I first won the belt. Uh, back in KSW, I mean, if something doesn't come up, but, you know, the fight with Scott, that's a, that's a massive fight for me and that's a fight I would love to take. And, you know, I know, I know he's, he's saying a lot of things because I, I wasn't fighting at 185, but, you know, if they want to give me another fight before I fight him, I'm cool with that. I can fight, like at this weight, I can fight back to back. It doesn't bother me. So, I mean, it's a, it's a matter of time. Like I said, if he, if he doesn't want to take the fight right now, I'll fight another guy until they can't deny me that shot. So, uh, if, the, if that fight comes, that's a, that's a fight I want. And uh, if it doesn't, I mean, if I have to fight another guy to, to become a number one contender, that's good with me as well. It's kind of crazy that they haven't got you though already. Like two two uh, weight division champion in the EFC, uh, a champion with KSW, and like you know knocking on the door, fighting for another title in another division with KSW. Is it kind of? And you're only 25, and you're a middleweight. They don't have that many people at middleweight. Like surely you must be going. What do I have to do here? Like is it is it like one of those things? Do you, is there anything in your mind? Like if I get this next thing, it's undeniable. Are you already undeniable as far as you're concerned? <laughs> Man, to be honest, like uh, for me, I just know if I just keep on doing what I'm doing and I have the right people to help me, like, you know, I do have the right people that, uh, that that's helping me to get where I need to be. For me as a fighter, I just need to keep on winning, keep on, you know, keep my name out there in the international ranks, you know, keep people talking, keep people wanting until it becomes uh, an undeniable force. And that's, uh, that's what I believe. 
So I don't think there's one thing I have to do. I just think it's a matter of you know, situation, stars aligning perfectly, and the big opportunity will come. And uh, now for me, I'm, I'm enjoying the whole journey of, of you know the, of the, you know making it to the big stage and uh, just keep on like I don't have one final destination that I'm after. I just want to be fight the best guys in the world and keep on proving myself. So for me, it's like it's not like I'm feeling what do I have to do. I just know it's gonna happen at some stage. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be undeniable, and that's uh, I just can't wait. I mean, I'm, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now, fighting some of the best fighters in the world, fighting some badass guys outside of the UFC. It's it's awesome. Does it does it feel badass kind of making your way across to Europe and, and fighting those guys? It's a big trip, right? Like, and I feel you're coming from a different continent. I feel like do you do you feel like a lot of pressure to represent like when you come over here? Because I can remember when you came in first and you you flatlined solid that time. I was like, oh my god, you know what I mean? It it, it must feel incredible. Do you, do you like that kind of a uh, gunslinger attitude coming in from different terrain and taking out the European top guys? Yeah, I mean, for me, that was, that was uh, I, I pretty much when I, I was a double division champion in, Af in, in, in EFC. And uh, I mean, I, I fought Yannick Bahadi, who was from, uh, he was the Bama champion. I won the belt from him. And uh, I mean, so there was some European people that already knew who I was. And I fought Rafael Hartek from Poland as well uh, before signing with KSW in EFC. And um, so when I went to Poland, there was a few people that knew what was going on. And then there was... Everybody was like, why is this guy getting his title shot immediately? And I mean, I knew just like, this is a big opportunity. That was the biggest opportunity. I was the, the first South African to to, uh, to go fight for a belt in a major promotion outside of South Africa. And so there was a lot of pressure, but I, I feel those pressure situations just bring out the best in me. And, you know, knowing a whole country, basically you, you're representing a whole country. Everybody's rooting for you. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. It just brings out complete best in me. And when I, when I got that win and, you know, put, the, put South Africa on the map in Europe as, a, as, a, as listen, these guys, they have, they have some badass guys over there. And we do have a lot of badass fighters back home. It's, uh, it's absolutely awesome. And I mean, to just be conquering the world, that's, that's what I'm after. Just like one continent at a time, I guess. <laughs> Is there any kind of like when, you, when you're looking at the UFC roster... Um, and you're like, that would be an ideal fight for me. Like, you know, if, if I could pick my debut opponent, it would be that guy. Is there anyone out there like that that you think about? No, not really. I look at, at the whole division and obviously when I'm comparing myself, I'm looking at the top five guys all the time. I'm not comparing myself with the, with the newcomers or guys. And even though that's probably where, where I'll start, I'm, 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 I'm having my sights on the top five guys. That's uh, the guys I'm looking at. That's the guys I want to compare myself to. So, I mean, there's... For me, a debut, a perfect debut would be somebody getting injured and I'm fighting a top 10, top 5 guy on my debut. That would be a perfect debut for me. And, uh, I mean, if it doesn't happen that way to climb that ranks, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, whichever direction it goes, I'm ready for it. So, you, you, you're basically saying, I'll get thrown to the Wolves if, if, that's what it, if, that, if that's the way it is. If this is the way the option comes up, I'm happy to get thrown for the Wolves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they can let me know on a two weeks notice, listen, we have a top five guy that pulled out. We need you to, to I'll make that raid and I'll make sure to make the fly over here and, and you know, step up to the step up to the occasion. And uh, that's one thing I know. I have the BMT to do that. Like when the pressure is on, I, I can perform. So, I mean, that's that's how I have my sights set on. Somebody pulling out maybe, uh, fighting a big name, my first fight. That's 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 an ideal situation for me. It's amazing. I mean, will we will we say by the end of the year? Do you believe it? It, it will be you'll be you'll be a UFC fighter. Are you that confident? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like I said, right now with uh, where I'm at, I'm I'm loving it. But I'm I'm 100 sure that I'll I'll be a big a big name in the world and uh, on the biggest stage in the world uh, before the end of 2020, most definitely. Thank you so much, Drickers. This was a great great to talk to you, man.
Well, wasn't it good to be back playing the hits once again? <laughs> back with the band. Fuckers. So it's getting a bit of abuse. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm trying to increase the peace here. I don't want... What's this crystal shit you fuckers talk? I don't, really don't get it. All right, I man, I don't, I don't want you disrespecting crystals, first of all. Fuck your right. crystals. Like, I mean... Crystal fucking met. Like, <laughs> you're insulting my beliefs now. <laughs> my belief structure and system. I don't do that to you, and all, you know what I mean? I don't come after your religion. Rugby, okay? <laughs> it's well, certainly not rugby. <laughs> but, I mean, Sumo I just thought it was a bit, too, a bit too harsh. Um... Phil O'Connor uh, made a sly joke yeah, about nice. Fatburger. But Jose Young's and you got into it a few times over Look the weekend. Look at the state of that guy. <laughs> Look at the state of that guy. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like one of those toilet cleaners. <laughs> you put your, you, you dip down the jacks. I, I will, like, he's one of those young lads you see in school that I probably would have bog washed back in the day. What's bog washing? Bog washed, you get their head, you put it in the toilet, flush it. Or, you know, occasionally you would go for it. Are you suggesting? Well. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm, jo- oh, I'm joking. Are you suggesting that? Never like, did a the bleach, the bleach. From the toilet may have dyed his hair. Is that what you're saying? Well, that could possibly be the case from Do him you think dipping his I- head down at Jack's, yeah. Jesus Christ, I didn't think of that. Yeah. And, but- you know, I was actually going to I was gonna actually put something up the other day, and I, I thought, nah, I better not, like, um, because I don't offend the people of Arizona. But, you know, remember, remember that song from the Kings Leon, Arizona? No. Courthouse, Arizona. No. What's it say? If it wasn't on the fourth The time. lyrics are good, basically, and they're, it'd be insulting to Jose. But people Jose's from, Arizona, from Rhode Island, though. Oh, is he? Is that why he sounds like an American or a New Yorker? He, I don't know, but he moved there. So I'm just, just so you know, like I mean, he obviously wasn't hard enough to stay in New York. That's the way I saw it. Like you know, yeah, I mean? he's a fucking mouthpiece. <laughs> you know what I like to do? I don't like mouthpieces. I'm the only one who'd be a fucking mouthpiece around here, right? So to be two hits, uh, you hitting him and him hitting the floor. And Phil, as for Phil, like just disappointed, Phil. Phil, just disappointed. He's a big lover of yours, and to hear such. Uh, venom. venom, really? Yeah, what have venom I done, Tony? These fuckers <laughs> come on the attack. She's like, well, well, I mean, I've seen you abuse Phil a few times. I have to say, but I mean, he usually doesn't fire back in such fierce ceremony. I yeah. think, I think, um, you know, can we try and make build a bridge between your old bash and the A side? Nah, fuck the A side. <laughs> the A side. The fucking A side, the fucking minus E side, it should be called. What the fuck, Listen, like? man? I'm, I'm going to get you some pyro. The A side. What's the What I'm does go- the A stand for, asshole? <laughs> like fucking. I'm going to get you some pyro. Arizona and asshole. I'm going to get you some pyro. I'm going to get you some tigers eye, just to help you, just so you can feel it. I right, listen. I've never gone out in air, and he's on air, fucking baiting me. Like who the fuck is this guy? Does it? Is it only going to be settled in a fist fight? Yeah. Well, look, I'm sorry, Jose, I tried. Like, I would bury that guy. You've talked yourself into... I'd snap that pencil neck. He brought it on himself. That's all I'm going to say. He's a turkey. (laughs) Look, I love Jose and I love... You know what I had for dinner last night? (laughs) Turkey. And I gave it a good old stuff and I fucking (laughs) batter you. All right. We'll leave it at that. I'm going to have to pass on this message on... Oh, no, he'll hear it. Oh, he'll hear it. Yeah, you hear it. Hear it, bitch. Do you think he's a big fan of yours? Uh, obviously looks up to you a lot I'd say obviously yeah well look look I think that's look we've given Jose his time to speak about um, his fellow Irish man Noel McGrath Irish and um, you know I don't like to see us falling out like this but I didn't start I it like I, I you didn't, didn't start it I didn't start it yeah Jose Young's has a sharp tongue no he's a mouthpiece oh. there's a difference he says nothing that's actually sensible Jesus so um and he couldn't understand me either. Excuse me, how can you not understand these dulcet fucking tones? Get with it. Right? <laughs> the signature dulcet tones. Yeah, like, like poo. 
Wow. He's it's he's just listen, a bit too hit too close to home there. That hole is getting fucking deeper. Keep digging it, son. Bring it. Fucking that's the end it's of it. Nearly after fucking throwing his desk across. I want to move on and move on. Well, look, um, it's been lovely to be back with you. Um, and this is the kind of... I feel the heat, energy. Um, yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it. I don't need crystals for energy on Eurobash. I want to kick someone now. I want to kick the TV. <laughs> and fucking Get out of here. Um, yeah, well, I guess that's all. Uh, obviously, we should mention... Um, yeah. It's not going to be until... What? Bellator now? Bellator will be back. The next time Bellator is in Dublin, right? That weekend you just 22nd said. 22nd of February. And the next time we have UFC is John Jones. Next week. That's not next week, the weekend after. Week after, after yeah. Fe- February 18th. Yeah. February 8th. So, yeah. So, we're going to have to fill up next week with a load of shite. So, um, I think we have a few avenues we can go down. Do multiple interviews, maybe. Yeah. And we could do a few more. I want to mention to you earlier on, maybe. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, might have a bit of a... I like that one, yeah. Yeah, so that one could be good. Um, yeah, listen, we'll, I'm sure we'll have something to talk. Something will fucking happen anyway. Yeah. It's MMA, definitely. like, do you know what I mean? Definitely. McGregor um, will have a fight in end soon. That's what I reckon. Yeah, he might retire or anything. Yeah. Who knows? It's yeah. going to be the headlines anyway. That is true. But now, listen, like, before we wrap it up, I think... I think, you know, if he's going to stick to his plan, something's going to be announced imminent. Oh, that's what I said. Like, I had a few people reaching out to me recently. I was like, he could fight in April. Like, yeah. he could fight in April or May. Yeah. Um, but I think the attraction of having a July International Fight Week might be too much to turn down for the UFC. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just for, like, a big card. Like, he was bigger. Like, you know what I mean? You put him against anyone, it's the mm. biggest fight they can put on, basically. Yeah, everyone's talking about the Raiders Stadium now as well. and it doesn't know. look fucking ready for uh, an event yeah, no, to me. No, it won't be until September or something like that. Yeah. It's, I think it's launching in, in July or something. It'll still so. be roasting in Vegas in September. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Yeah. But they need to have it sort of half hot, like. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I need to go and get some TVs fixed tomorrow. Oh, t- um, broke TVs. Oh, my God. I gave uh, you see this big, big, huge TV. Mm. Gave it, they come back when we man down now, we were saving for the mortgage. I gave them the big TV, took another TV I'd bought previously that they were using, Fuck. put up in my room. So they need that one back. What Three TVs I own, and I end up without one, but these are the breaks, my friend. Um, Fuck that. And my car, someone fucking messed with my new car, man, and smacked up the back of it. It's going to cost me like a grand to get a fish. Jeez, so I had a close call today with me new drone I bought. <laughs> Jesus Christ Like I was getting too well, I saw the first one you did Was deadly You landed right yeah. in front of you Yeah I bought a DJI Mavic Mini And uh, I bought it was hung over Actually fucking regretting it now Sort of half Well I would have today If I hadn't got it I, and the, the house is pretty high And I smacked it into the fucking I was going over the roof Trying to get some shots Just for the crack And I was put it up By the chimney And I'm like it, it clipped it with the wind and I was like oh, fuck and the thing you can see it obviously on your phone the screen no way so I had to get the ladder out man it's not it's fucking tall like and thankfully I got it back and it doesn't seem to be you must have lost anyway. your criticism yet anyway if you managed and to I still have it the, the, yeah. listen the belly is deception it's Fuel deception for a sex I still machine. am I, I was called a cat back in the day I still call you the cat. And they used to call me Scalacci as well. Remember T- Salvatore Scalacci in Italian 90? The man who ruined Irish dreams. Yeah, that guy. And um, yeah, I was known as a... I was a very athletic young man. And I'm going to lose this belly. I am. I'm I'm on. I'm actually going to... I've I'll said it for the last week. I'm on a diet. I'm going to start watching what I eat. Not a diet. I don't believe in diets. But just lifestyle change. balance. Lifestyle change. And I am going to do it because I'm getting really fucking... My hips are getting sore and shit, I, I lost a stone in, It's this game. It's so two fucking weeks, tough, man. Two weeks before that card. Yeah. You can go on the PT crash diet and we'll get fucking weight off. I'll do yeah. it with you. Oh, no, no. I can, I, it's, I can get weight off. I know to get weight off. It's just fucking being disciplined. Boy can eat... You know, will he be eating three, four meals a day and still getting weight off? That's yeah, no, I can, no, no. That's what I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I uh, See, I think it, it, a good thing for me is getting up and having a massive breakfast. 
I was going to say massive shite myself. I well, a mind. shite as well after me coffee. You'll get it all out. Clear out the slurry pit with a bit of prune juice and coffee <laughs> in your, your grand. Right. Well, we start scaling then every week because that'll put pressure on you to actually uh, do yeah, it. Yeah, no, I will. That's a good idea. So we'll, really good idea. We'll well, do, okay, we'll start that from next week. We'll do the weigh-in next week and we'll, we'll book it down. I, I need to get at least fucking two. I'll weigh in with you then, right? Yeah. And we'll, we'll set yeah. ourselves goals. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 100%. That's a great idea. Definitely. Right, we love his loads. Uh, be back next week for Skinny Eurobash uh, where we discuss our weight loss and then next week we'll be back to MMA fuck, <laughs> fuck you Jose Youngs oh wow fuck Scalacci to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today